Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a stomp with a guest, take a little meander into their life. This week I'm speaking to the very funny Harry Trevaldwin, who you'll have most likely seen in Netflix's The Bubble alongside James McAvoy and 10% on Amazon Prime. And may well have come across as hilarious Instagram sketches. They are very funny. Harry isn't a trained actor by trade, and so his incredible talent is what's taken him from Instagram reels to the red carpets on an amazing success story. We'll be tapping into that as well as how he's built mental resilience along the way. Let's be honest, being an actor, probably not the easiest journey to take. Now, before we jump into this episode, a reminder about Behind the Stomp. So this is extra content available on Apple Podcast page. If you hit the Stompcast show, you'll see it at the top. You can subscribe to it. It's a great way to support the Stompcast. It's also an amazing way to get extra content. So on this week's BTS, we're gonna find out why we call a green room a green room and what actually happens inside said green room. Like, why don't we call it a red room? We're also gonna talk about how important it is to learn to get over things that happen to us, even if they're things we think they're unjust and how you can actually do that. And finally, we're gonna share a little more insight into the realities of recording a podcast. Tune in. Welcome to Stompcast, Harry. How are you doing? Yeah, good, good. I was saying it's it's one of the like greatest days that I've seen up close, but yes. it's it's nice. Still. Well, in, in, the, in the grand scheme of the stomping, we've had some much wetter days. So this, I'd say, is mildly damp. Okay, so we're like in, in, in a five. We're in a five. Yes, zone. we're in a five zone. We're fine. We're not we're not on full uh, walking up the mountains and just outside of Bristol with the rain hammering down and the wind we're not nearly there. taking That's us off true. the That's off true. the land. But uh, no, it's great. It's great to meet you. It's great to go out for a a wonder in things. Where are we right now? Yes, so we're in Brockwell Park, which on a non-grey day is very, very beautiful, mm. but I feel like any park is not as nice when it's overcast, but it is still mm. a good park. And I used to live um, in Brixton, and I was going to pick my lockdown park, but I've actually, that's actually, I've associated it with too much like kind of manic pacing mm. during my like hour yeah, outside. Sure. So this is this is free of any trauma. Okay, this is, is like a non-traumatic, a clean a clean slate, if you like. Yeah, I, exactly. I used to live in Brixton. I used to live um, I used to live opposite the Prince of Wales, which I didn't realise oh, yes. as I moved into there there was like a rave central, party central. So I, when I try to tuck myself to sleep at nine thirty. Wait, is the Prince of Wales the one that has like the massive beer garden? I think it, it's. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the Prince. You know, Duke on the you know on the traffic lights, everyone knows Brixton on the main yes, traffic okay. lights. Oh, you were very central. I was very much in in the thick of it, shall we say? Okay. Oh, nice. Great for sleep and well-being. Yeah, no, 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 I, I, I was actually so close to you because I was near the 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 most chaotic McDonald's. Yeah. In the world, yes. the one on the corner. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah, indeed. that was, uh, you see... The Brixton Market's so cool, though. I mean, I did enjoy living around there, particularly for uh, the Saturday morning going out for breakfast in the market. It's quite a little yeah. place you can just go and grab a coffee and all that kind of stuff, isn't it? Yeah, and I think, I think this also is my um, top park in London. 
This or, or Hampstead Heath. Interesting. Both, both very good. I've come for a run here before. I've got, by the way, everyone, if you hear the dog, um, it's your dog, not, it is not actually me complaining we're not gonna, You're not barking yet. Yeah, it's actually Rolo with us. He's joined us for today's stomp and he's now saying hello to someone because we have to, don't we, Rolo? Everyone we bump into, so he's joining us for today's stomp. I do, I do the same thing. So yeah, why fine. not? Say hello to everyone. In fact, if we were more like dogs and said hello to everyone we met in London, we'd be a much friendlier place. Well, we? I think I also, I basically did that when I first moved to London because I... It wasn't like a country bumpkin, but had grown up in a very, very small village. Whereabouts did you grow up? I was kind of like uh, in Oxfordshire, mm. um, and I'm now kind of like in between, well, I was in my home homes, like kind of between Oxfordshire and Swindon, mm. but it was like a village of like 13 houses, and like most of those houses were occupied by cousins, so it was a very, <laughs> very, very small okay. upbringing. I see, I see. So I'd like, you know, walk past someone in London, be like, they must be related to me. Oh yeah, we are pooing now. Oh great. Abs, would you do the honours? Yeah, it was just, it, it takes a lot of time to kind of like, like, yeah, smile at everyone, it would just be, make me late everywhere. So I had to lose that pretty quickly. Interesting, isn't it, that we, certainly outside of London, people generally more friendly, saying hello to each other, isn't it? It's just like a much, yeah, more I, relaxed vibe and perhaps in well, if someone would say like hello to me where I grew up I kind of assumed that they knew my parents yeah I remember this one time I like I basically was was walking where where I grew up there was like a the only bus stop to get into like Oxford Oxford yeah. was like in the next door village so you had to walk for quite a long time to get to the bus stop mm. which makes me sound like I was raised in like the seven, <laughs> 17th century sounds actually like kind of where in terms of the bus stops it sounds like when I was growing up I had to kind of yeah you get out of the house and if you go into town to see your friends you walk like a mile to the bus stop then you wait an hour for the next bus yeah then yeah, yeah. I, I, we we did we had a morning and an afternoon bus if, if you missed one of them you're like morning well, bus yeah we had we had two buses and it was I remember one time I was walking down I was always so like always wanting like someone to give me a lift there and one time I hadn't got given a lift, so my this like random car pulled up beside me and was like, "Oh, um, do you want to give uh, us to like give you a lift to the to the bus station?" And yeah. I was like, "They must know my mum." Like, of course. So I just hopped into the back, and then as soon as I got in the back, I was like, "My God, what a foolish decision!" I was like basically asking to be kidnapped, but it was fine, them. and they dropped me off at the station. Dropped you off nicely. There's, they there's did. some good people around that will help. Don't get into cars with strangers. Yeah, don't people. get into However, cars with strangers. Sometimes the strangers are actually the kindest of people. Yeah, but so, don't don't test that. Like, no, I, don't, don't play that. fast and loose with that rule. No, indeed, safety is always the priority. How did you get into? Well, actually, how would, would you describe yourself? Are you? an actor is that what you would say describe yourself as now because i guess you you came into it from a slightly different route so yeah are you like, i'm an actor is that what you own yeah that's what i kind of say like nine yeah. times a day in the yeah. mirror just over i'm an actor, and over. I'm, like an actor. That. I'm an actor good um no, no no um but yeah i would i would describe myself as an actor and mm. writer i don't know about um uh comedians i don't know whether you have i was to... going to ask that whether you'd say would you say because you're very funny um <laughs> thank you which is uh which <laughs> You know, I guess it's a prerequisite kind of stuff that you that you but do. Yeah, but but yeah, would you say you is it more do... comedy or is it is it both? It's, it's mostly acting. So it's always kind of mostly it's scripted. So I don't have to think of the funny things. Well, I mean, for like the sketches I do, yeah. I write those ones. But um, yeah, I do, I, for some reason, I always kind of think you need to have done stand-up comedy to call yourself a comedian, mm. and I haven't done that. So would you do it? I don't think I would. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I. I it feels like an incredibly scary thing to like voluntarily put yourself through. Um, and I, I love like going to see stand up, especially mm. when it's like I love like recently I've just been loving so much stand up from America. Like um, Kat Cohen was recently 
in the UK and uh, Patty Harrison and Meg Stolter and mm. those I, I love and I love watching them but I don't know yeah, if, if I thought of something like clever and funny to do then I would but um, it's always the thing I've, I've said that I, I genuinely think for me would be the most scariest thing if you had to ask me I mean other than like really random obscure, obscure things like wrestling a tiger I think sure. genuinely like stand-up comedy would be up there with the most terrifying things yeah I think well just imagine like saying something that you've like pre-planned to be very funny you've written it down and been like this is You're this is gonna kill there, you've been and away, then you yeah. say it and there's uh, there's like complete silence I think it would be a mortifying experience I guess on the opposite end if you kind of get it right then you get that exhilarating high probably like a huge sense of relief so so yeah how how did you get into because I mean you've you've now been acting with massive names and we won't start well we will in a bit probably I I bring out my list just just, just start dropping them in the moat no problem whatsoever but how did you how did you get into it all? Like, what, why 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 acting? Well, I think it was probably the same the the, the same kind of like uh, fear about not doing uh, live stuff. Doing stuff online felt a lot safer and easier. I think, mm. and I think I kind of got into it. So I'd done lots of yeah. I think I was basically I was in a in plays when I was younger, and got clapped. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll do this. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and then I went to to Bristol to study English. Mm and was kind of like, okay, I'll give um, acting a go after that, and then I've got a degree if it doesn't work out. And, yeah, it just it kind of didn't... I, I applied for drama school and after university, and I didn't get in. And then I was kind of questioning what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to do it, but I didn't really know how, because the only route that I really knew about was, was drama school, mm. and I think I didn't know anyone that did uh, acting or writing or anything mm. like that. And then I did Edinburgh Fringe. Yes. Um, my friends, uh, Elliot Salt and Jude Mack, wrote a very, very funny play. And I kind of did that over summer. And I just was like, oh, well, obviously I want to do this. And that kind of reinvigorated my love for it. And then, yeah, and then the sketches kind of started again because I didn't really know. I didn't want to do stand-up comedy because mm. I uh, found it very terrifying. And I wanted to do writing, but I didn't really... I think I had in my mind that I wanted the first thing I write to be like this perfect thing. And what I loved about doing it online is that it could be, you could kind of practice it and then put it out there Mm. straight away and it would either work or it didn't, but you didn't have that like mortifying silence of people if it didn't work. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. And yeah, so I I kind of got into that way. And then I think over lockdown, um, more people started watching the videos um, because like there were no activities to do. So then I think a couple of producers had seen it and my agent had seen the videos and that it all kind of, um, yeah, from started there, from yeah. there, which felt, um, felt a bit wild. But, uh, Do you think we are picking exciting. up, like, I guess just thinking about that, because so, the social media side of things, are we, do you think we will pick up more acting and comedic and just any kind of entertainment, performative talent just through socials and before because I guess before you kind of went through the traditional steps of becoming an actor you might go to drama school you might go to college and university or you might be in plays and you try and get picked up that way do you think we are going to start pulling more people just from oh actually this guy's really or this this guy's girl whoever's really funny that's that's all I think so I think I think I don't know because I suppose now things are getting like more and more back to like normal but I think it is things have changed now I think it is it's really it's really difficult to get into it yeah like you said if you're not going down like quite traditional Mm. roots of it and i think i think that is changing 
and I suppose what's yeah what's brilliant about it is like kind of anyone can shoot themselves on their phone and especially if you're writing or doing comedy there's such an amazing community of people doing the same thing and also yeah I just think I got a lot better from doing it and practicing it and then realizing what I was good at and what I wasn't good at and I guess the, the, the interesting thing is, and I've talked about this before, is that I think for anyone that wants to do any kind of on-screen stuff, so I guess whether it's presenting, whether it's anything, whatever it is, on-screen, YouTube or any kind of home filming is a fantastic way to learn, isn't it? Because it's like yeah. a self... Because, you know, when, you, when you've got... Especially when I used to do a lot more YouTube out and about, you've got to hold a camera, you've got to think about lighting, you've got to have some, some yeah, concept of sound, yeah, yeah. some concept of timing. You know that in an edit you need to allow pauses and spaces to cut things. And it makes you think more about, like, how does this come together and construct? Totally, Maybe, like, yeah. having that iPhone or other brands are available um, they are in your hands. They are available, but we don't support them. We don't support them necessarily. Um, it allows you to, to sit there. I mean, even now, I mean, you know, you'll know, I guess, from doing you know, uh, reels and all this kind of stuff, you, you can sit, you can film, edit, caption videos all in pretty much one app. Yeah. Which yeah. allows you to really learn and develop that skill set, doesn't it, as well? I think totally, and especially in terms of comedy and stuff like that, I found timing was so useful in the terms of you could, like if you saw the unedited mm. videos that I do for my sketches before I've, they're like the most chilling things, like you would play them like with some like haunting music <laughs> before you found out that like some boy lost his mind. And it's like me like staring into the middle distance thinking You're trying to get that, yeah. <laughs> and, How do and I make this funny? Yeah, and then, just like, and then just like audibly sighing at myself. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it's 90% it's that. But yeah, so what's fun is that I really enjoy that kind of like editing side of it as in knowing when to leave a beat and when to chop and change it. And, but often, yeah, I, I try not to spend too long doing it because I want it to be quite... Like, just chuck it out. And yeah, it. Chuck, yeah, 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 exactly. That's the only thing that is kind of slightly a shame, I guess, especially in comedy these days. If you've grown up watching, kind of, I guess, like Only Fools and Horses yeah. and Faulty Towers, which now is making a comeback, I believe. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. those kind of long format, highly, probably quite high. I know that they did a bit of adapting on them. There's a few famous clips that were kind of, you know, them off the cuff and so on. But it was very much more long format scripted. How quickly content is consumed means that. You've got to really produce a lot of comedy, haven't yeah. you? Because you might produce something you think is brilliant, and it genuinely might be really brilliant, but if it doesn't catch on, then it's a flash in the pattern. Yeah, it? yeah, I think, I, think, I think it is, but I think, I think there's a big difference between um, the short format and the longer format things. Like, I think seeing relationships to, within, like, saying funny lines is very different between, like, a funny relationship between two people. Mm. And I hope that that will never get. Oh. I think, yeah, I, d I don't know. I don't know, really. I think short format, like, really has its place. And I think now that we've got used to that short format, like on TikTok and Instagram, mm. we've got such little patience for it. Or mm. no, not patience, concentration time for mm. it. And so there's something almost, like, very relaxing yeah. about, like, sitting and watching something that's very purposeful, very made, mm. relationships between people that can be funny. And I think I think of the two as quite, quite separate. Do you find it odd, because obviously you've done, you've done your kind of more, I guess, well, TV film stuff yeah. versus the social. Is, does it feel quite weird going from like, oh, I'm doing this in my bedroom to, oh, there's like quite a famous person that I'm now doing yeah. this. Oh, is it, yeah, 1,000%. It, it's absolutely like a mortifying. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you've got the safety of like, 
messing it up when you're in your room. And like very rarely, uh, like, you know, A-class celebrities in my room. It does happen. <laughs> does sure. it happen, really? No, 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 not really. Absolutely That's a story. Really. That, that'll be yeah, part like, three. That'll be the soundbite. Yeah. That'll, that'll be, be like, part here's Abby, where are you? There's our clip. Yeah. <laughs> no, it never, never happens. Um, and yeah, I think what's well, quite... I've done a couple of things now that I've, they've, there's been quite a... Um, a lot of room for improvisation and that kind of weirdly does feel the same because mm. it's you kind of just like thinking on your feet but it's guided by other people if anything it's so much more fun when there's lots of other people there because you can energy pay it's off like a yeah, energy exactly, as well it's, exactly. quite, it's really hard to and it's very different but when i've kind of filmed con- genuinely my stuff's more kind of i guess educational content whatever but like trying to create energy sometimes really hard when you're playing off a blank wall or yes, you're trying yeah. to like create an energy out of Nothing's not always that easy, about, is it? There's apparently, like, now, I don't know if this is true, but in, like, with some filming and stuff like that, they record people, like, at completely different times compared, like, if it's... So let's say so there's someone really, really famous that has, like, a really oh, difficult yeah, yeah, schedule. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And so you'll wa- be watching this TV show and they're not actually acting opposite them. It's, like, done... Which feels so wild, but... God, yeah, because how do you... Or even, like, I mean, like, um, Legend, for example, where... Um, What's his name? Tom Hardy had, was playing both yes, the twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's literally acting. Well, I wanted to escape for a moment. Okay. Tom Hardy. <laughs> the dog is running through. Tom Hardy being both of the yes, twins. Yeah, like, yeah, so he's, yeah. He's literally having a fight with the other person at I some know. point. Maybe, it, maybe it's this gorgeous metaphor about like yeah. being kind to yourself, and that's what the film is about. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe, maybe that we all missed it. it. Maybe that's the the rest of the thuggery and skullduggery. Was, yeah. We missed that point. I think that's it. I think that's what happened. So talk to me through that point then of kind of, I, I guess that time when you go like, oh, hang on, like, I'm actually, this is becoming quite big. Like, you know, your Netflixes and your people, your kind of big organisation, production companies, like knocking on the door. Like, talk me through that time, because I, I always imagine it's quite... Must have been pretty exciting. I yeah, guess. I think. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it was so because it was like it was just exactly what I wanted to be doing. When was doing. the timing? What timing so was the first it? like kind of I suppose big. Um, my well, yeah, I'm kind of like my first like proper acting job thing was uh, the bubble, which yes. was Joe Apatow's film. And that was at the beginning mm. of 2021. Mm. So I think it about was two like, years about, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so about two years ago. Um, and yeah, I mean that just felt like. So I think I'd started doing writing and a couple of auditions and stuff like that, but that was just kind of next And did next you level. audition for that directly? Or was yes. That, yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. So I did. I, you applied for that role. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I sent a, I sent, I did a LinkedIn submission. Oh, yeah? Uh, no, no. Um, so I, um, it was just kind of like a regular, regular audition, and I'd met the casting directors, um, Seth Mason and Victor Jenkins, and mm. they were both lovely. And then during, in the audition thing, you had to do like kind of an improv. Yeah. And so I kind of did one of the videos that I'd done as my audition tape. Which one? I, Which no, one no, no, so I did a new one. It was you I see, I see. this like production assistant. Right, okay, okay. Um, and then I found out that I hadn't got that part. And then they were thinking about another part that could work for me. And then I think I was tutoring because it was during lockdown. So I was at home and I was tutoring on Zoom. And um, I got a message saying like, oh, Judd wants to Zoom with you which was very wild. Um, so I had a Zoom uh, with Judd and he basically, yeah, was kind of talking to me about this role that he had thought that I'd be good for, which was for this like COVID safety officer. And then, yeah, he'd kind of offered, offered me 
COVID safety officer. Yeah, it was very, very meta. I didn't know if you were actually... Are you being sarcastic? No, no, no. was very impressive. No, 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 that was was genuinely the role. fair enough. I think it was like about a film being made within the pandemic called oh, The Bubble. Enough. It was yeah, 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 in the yeah, bubble. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fine, fine, um, fine. Yeah, so it's all context, in context yes, of the time. Yeah, fine, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, so, and then we started rehearsals kind of, I think like the week after that. Mm. Um, so it all kind of started quite quickly. And then I was very lucky that um, straight after that, I then um, booked my first uh, TV job, which was um, the UK version of Call My Agent, which is called mm-hmm. 10%, yeah. which yeah, is yeah, very yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, so yeah, it was yeah, it was kind of uh, a, a dreamy, dreamy start to twenty twenty one. It was very nice. Does it is it kind of weird when you look back? I mean, I have lots of these like kind of life moments stuff. You look back and think, how the hell am I doing this now? You know, I'm not talking about if you remove like obviously you're talented and so on, but if you forget all of that, and just think as individuals, you just look back and think, well. How do these things happen sometimes, isn't it? Do yeah. you believe in, are you, it, kind of, are you a fate person, chance oh, or Oh, I used to be. I remember once, like, losing my mind because I thought I wasn't going to get a part in a school play if I didn't get a Kinder Bueno. Mm. And for no, there was no, like... <laughs> Kinder yeah, Bueno was entirely good. plucked from random. I love random. a cream egg, it's my favourite, but yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I used to, and now it's actually too... It's too flavourful. Flavourful? The cream eggs, like, with the, the gooey... But I... Do you mean the, a Kinder Egg? No, or no, a, the cream eggs. They're so perfect. I, I think they're too much. I mean, but that's fine. Although it's been slightly ruined because some bloke tried to nick, was it 200,000 eggs? He's trying to find the golden egg. Oh. Abby's been looking across the whole of London for this golden egg. Give me abs. Trying to win, win all this money, apparently. And was it, the, it was ruined. The, the inside of the chocolate yolk was golden? Something like that. Oh, wow. Uh, no, I think, you, I think it was, the point was the egg is actually like part gold and part part chocolate or something I don't know are anyway, they still doing that I'm, I'm now very interested now you've changed your mind like, you're so like perfect. I actually love cream eggs it's so perfect is it more so then that you kind of you believe in that law of intention is it like, like I'm going for this no I think if I, if I if I start doing that you just get so like I try I try very hard not to be superstitious okay. however I still I still for some reason can't step on triple drains and I wish I was over it, but I'm not. Do you know something my consultant said to me years ago? He's this ridiculously overly smart guy. And he said to me, he was like, Alex, because I had certain superstitions, he said, if you are superstitious about one superstition, they all must be true. They can't, you can't yeah. choose the superstitions that you want well, to be I, I, I disagree with that clever doctor <laughs> because I disagree that you can't sing Christmas songs after Christmas. Yes. Because I've had Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas in my head for four or five years well and, 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 and it's all going pretty pretty well indeed but yeah. yeah actually that's very scary as a doctor having superstitions because i if i was let's say i was just about to go into the operating room which recently i was yes and i saw a doctor like doing something superstitious like you think oh god i hope he's got I'd that be right like, i'd be like i hope he did it right yeah because if he's got that right, like, how, are you happy that imagine you imagine that? like he does that and he goes well, I, we'll I see. Yeah, I mean, that's well, the I last thing I see. It's all against us now. Yeah. Deep breaths and go. What was what was your superstition? My, my big one I used to say, although I actually think it's quite sensible, I'd never walk under a ladder. Yes. But I think that's partly that superstition, but also <laughs> it really of, hurt if someone drops something on your head. That would, that would, and because of all the ghosts that live there, for two reasons oh, it makes so much sense. Yeah, that's not no, good, but is I it? think that, I, yeah, I also have that thing where it just, it feels a little bit um, rebellious to walk under a ladder. I'm like, okay. So you challenge Flirting it. with danger. Do you yeah. challenge it? I do. Jokes aside, would you, would you say that you are a risk taker? Are you kind of gung-ho, would you say? Um, in a perfect world, I would have everyone make someone, like a very wise person, make every decision for me. And I would find that so relaxing. 
Um, but do I take, I don't know, I guess like acting is a bit risky. Um, I feel like it's quite risky. It's quite risky. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. But for that, I just had like... Um, I mean, it does depend on obviously the type of film, if you're jumping off a thing. But no, but in terms of the, but the entire career is like... No, yeah, it feels it like so a very much, Well, yeah, you're, very, you're, also, you're also constantly putting yourself out there. Yeah. There's no, I, like, not putting yourself out there, I wouldn't imagine. I don't know. I'm, I mean, no, I'm, I'm no, wrong. no, no, I think, I think it's that. And I think I would find it... I think I would probably find it a lot trickier mm. if I didn't um, do writing as well. Because I think that kind of feels a lot more... I get a lot more agency from that, because yeah. you can get lots of no's, but if you're writing something yourself, then you can kind of do that whenever. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think if I was just doing acting, I think I would struggle a lot more with that... Risk the pressure, of it. The risk yeah, of it, yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, we're going to talk um, in part two about mental resilience, particularly around acting, because it's it, it is an industry. Well, you, you've got to be pretty resilient, right? You've got to be able to kind of deal with the ups and downs and so on. So let's let's dig into that in part two. But thank you. I've enjoyed part one. We've had a little stretch of our legs. Yeah. Rolo's just shaking off. He's enjoyed the end he of the ready for part, part two one. Too. See you guys soon. I hope you've enjoyed part one. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.